see it and go do it. Okay. Welcome to another episode of Little Colors of Love Books, where we feature diverse representation in the world of multicultural children's books. So today we have an exciting guest for you, author Shermaine Perry Knights. And it's so nice to have you here with us, Shermaine. It's nice to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. My pleasure, my pleasure. So before we go forward and uh, talk about this uh, wonderful book of yours, please just tell us a little bit about where you're from and who you are. So my name's Shermaine Perry Knights. I am a learning and development professional. So I really believe in helping people build the skills and the will and the confidence personally and professionally, right? But I'm a military brat. I've lived and traveled <laughs> all over the world. So nowhere is home, but everywhere feels like home. You make the best of wherever you are and whatever cards you have dealt with, right? That's right. And so that's a little bit about me. I, I like that. I, I like that. Very good. So my first question uh, to you, Charmaine, is, okay, military brat. <laughs> did you did you like that term uh, growing up? I actually didn't like it. Right. And so as I get a little bit older, I've realized that it's a term of endearment. Okay. But, you know, as a, <laughs> as a child, you hear the word brat and you say, I don't like that. Right, right, right. <laughs> But if you look at the acronym, I believe it um, it stands for, um, it's actually a really nice terminology. I saw it somewhere saying that it talked about the grit and the resilience that we have, you know, mm -hmm. the culture you build around making friends and just having the flexibility wherever you are. So there's actually an acronym for the B-R-A-T, what it's supposed okay. to be. Okay, good. Here, as a kid, you think, I'm not a brat. Right, right. I got you. Okay, right. Okay, I like that. I like the way you uh, put a little spin on that, turn that right around. Wonderful. So here you are with this uh, experience uh, of traveling all over the world and a parent in the, in the military. So, uh, but why, why a children's book? What inspired you to, to start writing about this experience and in children's I, book form at that? I have always been a writer. I read I'm an avid reader. So wherever we moved in the world, you know, you can always find the library. A library is usually constant in most communities. Mm -hmm. And so I'd find the library. We would go, we'd visit the library each day. So I read an incredible amount, you know, in my youth and as I get older. Mm -hmm. But I have to be honest, the, the creativity came to me during the pandemic. It has uh, brought incredible loss and it's brought incredible opportunity. That time in which I would be driving back and forth to the office, mm -hmm because now we're all working from home, that extra 45 minutes in the morning, 45 minutes in the afternoon, I said, I'm going to find a way to maximize this time. And so I thought, what is low hanging fruit? I said, let me write because I love to write. Mm -hmm. Let me write about my own experiences, my own childhood experiences, moving from place to place and how that has strengthened me. And it's really given me a global mindset. Right. And I always think of children as a former teacher. I think to myself, what else can I do? How can I always support kids? You know, mm -hmm. what does our behavior look like that they are watching? Is this something we want them to replicate as adults? And so I said, you know, let me write about these experiences because that is a skill that we want to see in children. We want them to understand about flexibility and the importance of being mentally strong mm -hmm. and understanding that change is constant, especially in the middle of the pandemic. And so that just sparked so many ideas for me, adult coloring books, you know, um, youth coloring books, children's books, guided journals. And, you know, my wheels just started spinning and I just started right. writing. 
Absolutely. Love it. Love it. So how long ago did you start to write the actual story? This story I wrote in July. Okay. Okay. I sat down for five days Mm -hmm. and I just wrote. You just wrote. I just wrote what wrote. And then I had sticky notes. And then I said, okay, now let's organize these thoughts into buckets. Now let's make it one cohesive story. And so, you know, you just go down a rabbit hole, if you will. And I said, well, let me test this out on some of the kids that I know. Mm -hmm. Their page, because kids are brutally honest with their feedback. They are. Oh, they are. (laughs) And I said, what do you think about this? I don't like that. I like this. Mm -hmm. And and I talked to different military kids that I know, Mm -hmm. like myself, they had military kids. Right. So I said, let me, let me test this out. So I started to create some, um, what do you call it? Test groups, test groups. or my beta, my beta readers yes. out of, uh, <laughs> out of children. Right. Just started fine tuning the idea, but I move a lot and that's okay. It's truly my own experience. Mm-hmm. And it's relatable to many children that are transient, you know, children from immigrant families that have moved country to country. Right. And most importantly, military kids that everything in your world is changing. So you've got to find moments to hang on to. Right. And I was going to just, that was going to be my next question to give us a little short synopsis without giving too much of the story away. Without um, giving too much of the story mm-hmm. away, you just will a meet pick. a character named Grace. She's a biracial child. Um, in the military families, you see a lot of mixture. And I love that because the world mm-hmm. is mixed, right? Yes. So you see a biracial child who moves a lot because her father is in the military. Mm-hmm. She loves new adventures. And the way he phrases it each time is it's time for us to go on a new adventure. You're going to read a lot of military terminology in a way that a child can understand it. Mm-hmm. This child, Grace, struggles with leaving everything and everyone behind in Georgia, in the U.S., and travels all the way to southern Italy to a military base. So she's going to adapt to a different culture. She's going to learn a new language. The readers of this book will learn some new phrases and terms in Italian which is very cool. Mm -hmm. And they will watch her have highs and lows throughout the process. But ultimately she starts to internalize the phrase that, you know, I move a lot. It's okay. I'm a soldier. My parents need me to be strong and grow and to become flexible. And you will see that she allows the resilience to help her overcome these obstacles. And, And to me, it's such an important theme that every children needs right now. They need something to hold on to. They need hope. Yes, and this yes. book gives hope. It definitely does. I I, I enjoyed that, uh, that your character and the way she um, developed throughout the story. I, I love it. All right. So tell us a little bit about your writing process. Well, you, you kind of did. You kind of were a little ahead of me. You said that uh, you just wrote the story out and then you went and kind of organized it afterward, right? Is, yeah, is that, so, am I correct? That's correct. So as a thought comes in my mind, mm-hmm. I say, you know what? I want to write about the time we moved from Georgia to Italy. Mm-hmm. The title came to me far after, but I said, let me start writing about this. You know, remembering your last day of school, right. um, saying goodbye to your best friend. Those are mm-hmm. moments that a child will really remember. Yes trying to remember the people, but you're forgetting because you're learning so much in a new environment. So I tried to replicate that. Mm-hmm. The first time I tasted Italian pizza, cause it's different than the US. Right. The first time I tasted gelato, which is Italian ice cream. I talked about that in here. Mm-hmm. And the, just the process of being in a new area, the smells that you feel. So I tried to say, okay, how can I incorporate all of my senses in this? Mm. How can I allow them to taste the food, to smell 
the air in Italy because there's a lot of sulfur from the volcanoes. Yes. How can I have them feel and experience these moments with me the way a child would? So this is for a seven, eight or nine year old child. You could read it to a younger group as well, but you want them to really understand that this is your experience. These are your feelings. It's valid. Live in this moment and then find ways to build bridges past the challenges. I love that. Build bridges past the challenges. Very good. Very good. All right. So once you have the, the, your thoughts together and you have a finished manuscript, what did you do then? How did you decide uh, how you were going to publish and what was your publishing journey like? I decided to reach out to a few author groups on Facebook and Instagram and say, let me start connecting with individuals Mm -hmm. that are chasing the same dreams I have. Right. You know, let's just build our community. So I believe in social learning. You're going to learn some things organically from connecting with others and other moments you have to seek the professional skill out. So I sought the skills, Mm -hmm. you know, checked out some podcasts, did a lot of reading as well. Right. And I said, you know, I'm going to connect with this group. And there's a group called Six Figure, Six Figure Publishing with Crystal Swain Bates. Okay. She has been featured by Amazon and Forbes, Forbes magazine and a number of other outlets. But I saw the just the connectedness of the group and it felt like family, just sharing ideas, you're bouncing ideas off each other. I said, hey, this is my cover photo. What do you think about this? Right. Getting great feedback from others. So I thought that, that was an important part of the process, mm-hmm. connecting with other authors, asking for honest feedback, you know, having the tough skin to receive it. <laughs> That's important. Yes. Because <laughs> everything is not perfect. Oh, yes. And just saying, okay, well, what are my next logical steps? So I started to connect with the group, find out more about the process itself. And I said, let me walk through all the steps. Let me compare self-publishing. Let me compare traditional publishing. Let's look at the advantages and opportunities of both. Very good. Sounds like you're very a very organized person. I try, but I have to be that honest. I, but there's sticky notes everywhere. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> at least you have the sticky notes, right? That's true. That's a good quote. At least you have the sticky note. Right. (laughs) I know. Right. (laughs) That works. Yeah. Because you you sound like you just had it all planned out, which is really good. You didn't just let things happen. You made things happen. So my, um, my thought is always, while I may not have the answer, Mm -hmm. I need to know how to connect with someone who can get me closer to the answer. And so when I sought out these groups, the group I mentioned is the one I found most impactful of all of the author groups I belong to. Right. Because I said, these individuals are helping me get closer to the answer. That's good. That is so good. Yes. All right. So, um, so here you are, you're on your publishing journey. You're getting closer to the answer because you're in a group that is maximizing your potential, right? Yes. So uh, were there any hardships along the way? Would you say that about this journey that was particularly challenging or maybe something you wouldn't do a certain way again? Um, I think there's always a number of challenges along the way, right? Mm-hmm. So the idea of finding an illustrator. Yes. How do you find an illustrator? Where do you start? <laughs> What's a good budget? Right. And so again, just interacting with the group. Mm-hmm. I said, well, how much are you spending on illustrations? Mm-hmm. And I had a myriad of answers from $200 to $5,000. And I was like, well, my budget is probably in between, in probably between. on the lower end, right? Just, mm-hmm. just be very honest. Yes. And I said, okay, 
what are some ways to do it? I said, let me talk to some illustrators just organically, just start that conversation. Mm -hmm. Let me look on platforms where illustrators are. Let me look at their communities, right? And the idea of viewing profiles in their portfolios, asking for test illustrations, because you're like, I want this person, this this character like this, but not this. Can -hmm. you make her skin more brown? Mm -hmm. Can you make the dad's nose straighter? Mm -hmm. I want this type of hairstyle. Like the mom has locks. Right. There's a certain way in my mind, I envision the characters. Yes. So the hard part was translating all of what's in my mind mm-hmm. onto paper in a digestible way for someone else to understand. Right, right. Well, you did an excellent job of that. Thank you. I said, how do I get what's in my mind out? Right. I know what I want to see, but how do I explain that to someone else that's in a meaningful way mm-hmm. that they will receive? And then all of the contracts that go into it. Yes, you yes. You can't just say, oh, you're going to do the work. You have to have something in place mm-hmm. that shows what the rights are in terms of the work. Right. So many people are involved. I never knew this much never about knew. publishing. Right. You right. never knew. No, no. It, it's, it is more definitely more complex than some people would make it out to seem <laughs> to be. Yes. Um, and I'm proud to say this book has become my baby. I have put blood, sweat, and tears in her. Of <laughs> Grace is my character. And I said, I hold this book as if it's one of my own. Said, yes. This is something that you birth. This you birth a own. book and you have to care for it and help others see what you see in it, just like you would a child. You right. would say, I want you to see their greatness. I want you to see what I see in them. And so that's, I think that's also why podcasts are so important. And author right. interviews, we get to share how this, you know, sits on our heart and what's yes. important in our mind. And hopefully the reader will feel that as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. So such a wonderful book. So uh, done so well. Um, what What's next for you? Surely there's um, more, Charmaine. So what I love about publishing this book, I move a lot and that's okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize there was a need. Right. I was just you know, things that sat on my heart and in my mind, I said, let me share this with others because it's my stories. Mm -hmm. Somebody else said, oh, well, the father is the military service member here. Can, well, I'm the military service member and my children don't see that represented. Or perhaps there are books out there, but they're not seeing that as represented. They said, can you write something around that? And I said, oh yeah, I can do that, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm writing around a female service member where the dad is the supportive spouse. And- and there's a son instead of a daughter. So each yes. child will be able to see themselves in these books. So Absolutely. that one is almost finished. Again, I just sat and just kind of closed the door and started Yay. writing. And then there are families in the military where it's dual military, where the both parents are military. Mm. And that child's experience is very different because if they're right. both deployed, you know, they have to live with someone else. So that's right. different experience. Right. Absolutely. Yes. And, and I, I never thought about it that way, but you're absolutely right. There's so many different scenarios that children. Then there, mm-hmm. then there are the children with the same same sex families mm-hmm. in the military. So their experience okay. is slightly different. Different. Right. Then there are those. Um, and I have many close friends like this where mm-hmm. when one parent deployed, they did not come back. Remember, my generation oh, is the no. group of, you know, whose parents went to Desert Storm and Iraq right. and Afghanistan. Yes. And so wartime you know you you have the interaction of seeing in the neighborhood those uniformed service members coming to the door and you know you know what it means right Right. depending on how they're holding the flag who's represented how they're dressed and you know what that means and 
watching others come together around that family to support them in such a tough time. So that's a story I want to share because it's a close friend of mine that was their experience. Mm -hmm. And we all became family. My mom became their mom. Their mom became mine. And you you, you share moms and dads and families because if nothing else, my experience growing up in the military taught me that time is valuable. Time Mm -hmm. is short. Mm -hmm. And whatever time you have with someone, you make the most of it. You hold on to them like family because right. you can never see them again. So every day wow. that you have them, you spend time with them. Right. And you just everybody on the street, everybody in the neighborhood becomes friends across cultures and generations, mm-hmm. backgrounds, um, belief systems. Right, right. You and just grow you just grow tight. Right. And that's so deep for you know, when you think in terms of uh children, but these are truly things that they need. They need to know. Wow. Yeah. So you ask what's next for me, it's Mm -hmm. to share more of my own experiences with different characters Mm -hmm. in different countries. So I'll talk about the time we moved to Turkey. Mm. I love living in Turkey. We lived there three years. Right. The language, you know, really ingrained myself in the culture. And I loved it. The time we moved to Germany, you know, uh, others that have moved to Japan and Mm -hmm. Hawaii, you know, the lifestyle, the station changes, but the lifestyle is very similar. So right. talking about all of that, my hope is that any child can see themselves in the book, mm-hmm. even if they're not military uh, right. family, they should sure. be able to see themselves in the book. If it's a child who's transient because they're homeless mm-hmm. and they're consistently moving through homes, the foster care system, yes. It, yes. they can see themselves and the struggles in the book. And so I said, while I'm writing for one group, the hope is that the theme will resonate with other families as well. Most definitely. And I, and I think it would be fun just for any child just to be able to uh, travel to these different places and, and learn about them and learn new phrases and words, you know? Yeah, um, I remember just a fun phrase, you know, learning how to say how much in mm-hmm. Italian, quanti costa. Right. Quanti costa. In Spanish, you probably say quanto cuesta. It's very similar. Very similar. Yes. Very similar. Yes. And so you will see in this book it will not just share Italian, it has the pronunciation. So oh, your good. seven-year-old can learn how to say how much. Right. They can learn how to say their name. I am whatever their name is in Italian. Oh, nice. Yeah, so there's definitely an educational piece here. I love it. As an educator, I love it. Right. Yes, <laughs> as an educator at heart as well, I love it. Right. I reached out to a few teachers who mm-hmm. have told me how they can use this in their lesson plan. In their lesson so plan. Please share that with me because- the goal is not just to um, share information. There has to be an element of learning and passion that we're inspiring in others. Right, right. Wonderful. And you said the age group is, again, is what, again? Seven, eight, and nine. Ah. But there nice. are some six-year-olds that can read this. Sure, sure. And there are parents who will read this read out loud to, to their kids. Yes, absolutely. I, yeah, I was specifically thinking of my daughter because she teaches second grade. And oh, she's always great. buying books, always buying books. Yeah, second, third, fourth grade. Mm-hmm. In some instances, fifth grade. This is a prime example. I have a friend right now. They're getting ready to move again. Okay. And she said, again. I'm going to get, I'm going to get, I'm going to get again because yes. we move every year right, or right. two years or three years. Right. Wow. And that's an experience in itself. One year we spent in three different places, two different countries, just yeah. the nature of moving. Ooh, yes. And moving is tough for me as an adult. So I can imagine for children. Yes. This is awesome. Awesome. So where can our listeners who are listening now or who uh, will 
be listening in the future. Uh, where can they find you? Well, they can find me on Facebook mm-hmm. and on Instagram Excellent. at Amazing L-Y Shermaine. Amazingly Shermaine. Okay, nice. They can also find me on LinkedIn mm-hmm. by my name, Shermaine Perry Knights. Okay. And on Amazon, if they just type in, I move a lot and that's okay. okay. It pops right up. Once you receive the book, there's an ebook, there's paperback and hardback available. The very last page of the book is an author page that mm-hmm. gives you my direct contact information. Excellent. Excellent. And you just answered a question for me because my next question was um, where they could purchase the book. You can purchase it on amazon.com. It's also available in a number of retailers. And I am reaching out and working with school districts and local libraries to have that placed in there as well. But if you're, if you're going to your local library or your school district, tell them to get this book. Tell them right. you want to see this in your areas. And I, I, I don't believe we, we tap into the power we have enough at the libraries. You're right. They will put on the shelf what we want to read. What you want so to read. So you can walk in your local library and make a phone call and say, I want to see I Move a Lot and That's Okay on the library shelves because mm-hmm. this book is impactful. And the library will order that because that, that's a customer's request. Absolutely. Note to self. <laughs> definitely, definitely need this in, in uh, my community. So tell us, um, this has been so interesting, Jermaine. Tell us, uh, one. give us one piece of advice. For those who are listening, uh, you know, we have a variety of people who listen, maybe a parent, uh, you know, a reader, um, or even a, a writer, somebody who's listening because, you know, maybe they want to write children's books. What piece of advice would you leave for, for whoever may be listening? Um, I have two pieces of advice. For the writers, mm-hmm. my advice is learn how to receive feedback. Mm-hmm. It is really hard to hear something about your book or your process. Does it resonate with the reader or the end user? Mm-hmm. But just learn how to receive it and view it as a gift. So yes. you know what? There's something I can use in this. We all hear things about ourselves that we really don't like, mm-hmm. but there's an element of truth in there that we can use to our advantage. You're right. You're for the so parents, right. for the parents, I would say um, we know how difficult it is for us day to day in the pandemic, our own emotional roller coaster, right? Mm-hmm. It's every day feels different. Children are resilient, yes, but something happens in the middle. Mm-hmm. A book like this helps them fill the gaps. They don't know how to articulate that they're not okay today. Mm-hmm. Perhaps they're just acting out or you think they're being bad or whatever negative um, feeling or thought is associated with that. They are in the middle of a pandemic as well. They're not able to go to school daily. They're not able to play with their friends. The world as they know it has just changed without explanation. Mm-hmm. A book like this helps them understand that change is constant. Mm-hmm. It helps them get in touch with their feelings and know that their experiences are real. So allow your child to go through the feelings, experience it. And a book like this, you can sit and talk to them about how they're feeling today. Excellent, excellent. Thank you so much, Jermaine. This has been so um, energizing. Thank you for having me. This I, I've enjoyed this as well. I know, right? So uh, yeah, definitely want to get this book in my local library. They're a little slow about things. 
I'm going to help them along. <laughs> That's our job to help them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they need a lot of help. They need a lot of help. Yeah, so I really enjoy having you as our guest. Definitely when your next books come out, your next projects, let us know so you can update everyone on your progress and your next project. Thank you. Um, the, on, so I'll give one last thing. Okay. Also on Amazon, there is a travel coloring book mm -hmm. that's a partner to this book. Perhaps you're just traveling in the car. You want to go on vacation somewhere mm -hmm. and you can get the coloring book as well. It is all of the illustrations in black nice. and white line art. So your child's and coloring is for adults as well, mm -hmm. but it could be a great opportunity to spend some time together. Mm -hmm. I like it. I like it. Thank you again so much, Shermaine, and definitely keep in touch with us. Thank you for having me. I look forward to coming back on here and us talking. Perhaps we'll be talking about your book next. We'll talk okay. about the next steps in the process, right? <laughs> yes. What it looks like. There we go. There we go. Excellent. Very, very inspiring. You're very inspiring. Wonderful. So thank you and enjoy the rest of your day. You as well. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. And you have been listening to this episode of Little Colors of Love Books. Thank you for, so much for joining us. This has been uh, so exciting talking to author Shermaine Perry Knight. Uh, if you would like to follow us at Instagram uh, at Little Colors of Love Books, we would be so excited to have you. Join us again next time. Thank you and goodbye. <laughs>